In this episode, we talk about one of the most horrifying creatures in all of horror films. Chickens? No. No, we're, we're going to talk about slugs. Not talking about chickens. No, no. Sorry, that would be terrifying. But um, no, we're going to talk about slugs. Huh. Um, which are 15th on the list of terrifying creatures. So, yeah. Slugs. Music! <laughs> Pictures podcast where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures, started by Roger Corman in the 1970s and continued on through the 1980s when this uh, little movie was released. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I was really hoping we were going to talk about chickens. And Erica, <laughs> chickens are quite terrifying. <laughs> they this are. Is, uh, this they is are not straight out of my nightmares. <laughs> However, this is not poultry geist that we're going to be talking about. <laughs> we are instead going to talk about 1988's Slugs. It all began in a peaceful community, a place that had never known evil until now. But 20 years ago, in the stillness beneath these waters, something happened. <laughs> And now, its deadly spawn has been released. Coming up from the depths, out into the light. Slugs. First, they got into the water system. Now, they'll get into your system. Oh my god! They ooze. There's something down there that's killing people. They slime. We got a new dead body showing up every ten minutes. They kill. We're dealing with a mutant form of slug here, a, a kind that eats meat. It has three or four rows of teeth. Don't turn on the tap. <coughs> Don't go in the basement. No, get out of it! Steer clear of the sewers. Don't make out while your parents aren't home. Slugs. It may be the most shocking movie you will ever see. Slugs. Uh, I mean, if the trailer hadn't said it already 15 times, we will be talking about Slugs. <laughs> um, A.K.A. Slugs the Movie, A.K.A. Slugs Muerte Viscosa. Ooh. Brought to you by Kellogg's Just Right. For when you want to look like you're ha a regular American having breakfast, but you still want muesli. <laughs> 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 Remember when muesli was like popular for about yeah. five minutes? I mean, it was I, like a thing in Europe. I think it still is. Yeah. And where no. this in Madrid, Spain, where part of this was filmed, I think it's still very, very popular. popular. I don't know. Uh, I kind of, I kind of thought that 
Lions, New York was the little Spain of upstate New York. <laughs> it is. It is. I think everyone feels that way. The little Spain. <laughs> I don't know why I'm really charmed by little Spain. <laughs> um, yeah. This is actually directed by Spanish director Juan Piquers Simon or Simone. I've heard it said both ways. He directed also Pieces in the early 80s, mm-hmm. uh, Cthulhu Mansion, which just got a recent uh, Blu-ray release this year from Vinegar Syndrome. Also, The Rift, um, So he's he, which uh, he does after this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by Ron Gantman, who wrote like one other movie for Simon, but really wrote nothing else. But they did talk about bringing an American screenwriter over for right. him. So, right. It is uh, based on the book by English author Sean Hudson. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. This is, I think, he's written a number of books, but I think this is the only one of his that's actually been turned into a movie. And it's a De Laurentiis movie. It is. Well, Francesca De Laurentiis. Still. Uh, <laughs> but Dino's daughter still counts. Still counts. Still counts. Uh, yeah. We we star uh, Michael Garfield as County Health Inspector Mike Brady. Are, are you, hold on, you're you're not giving him enough credit. He's County Health Inspector plus forensic scientist plus part time gymnast. Yes, I mean <laughs> he's got a, he does a lot. Uh, he lives an active full life. <laughs> prior to this, have been in the Warriors. And then after this, he did lots of Law and Order, like a lot of the different kinds of Law and Order. Oh, so that's been okay. a lot of his credits since then. Um, Kim Terry as Kim Brady. So luckily, uh, the main actors both have their names named after their main characters. Keeps it so simple. Keeps keep it, it simple. Keep Not going to mix keep it up. Easy. So Kim yeah. Terry plays Kim Brady. She's a local school teacher. Uh, she was in Dynasty from '88 to '89, which probably a lot of people don't remember. But more recently, she played Mrs. Bloom in Rushmore, which is Bill Murray's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, she's the one. Uh, yeah. So yeah, she's All the right. one that meets him up on the rooftop, and they have yeah. little sandwiches, and she's trying to get the information. So yeah, yeah. that's 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 the more recent huh. credit. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, we're talking about Slugs. Let's find out what this movie is about. We'll go around. Mark, what is Slugs about? People, rinse your vegetables before serving. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Like, give yep. them a thorough rinse. Yeah, thorough a rinse. Thorough rinse. This movie is going to make you think, like, I should double check yeah. my <laughs> leafy vegetables before mm-hmm. I just throw oh, them Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And just because I've cut through... The head of lettuce. That's that's not a rinse. No, not good that's enough. Not a rinse. Nope. No, it's nope. not. Yeah. No. Also, maybe don't drink so heavily before you cut into your leafy vegetables, so that <laughs> yeah. you might you may notice there are some artifacts in your leafy vegetables. But I mean, I, I don't know, know how many people there's... that cut a head of lettuce and never look down to see what they're cutting. But I suppose if you've been drinking half a bottle of brandy before you do that, maybe that's going to happen. I'm There's just nothing guessing like here. a good drunken salad, though, Mark. God, <laughs> I know. Is. You know when you're just so wasted and you're like, you know what would be really good right now? A salad. A salad. <laughs> oh, just a Caesar salad right now? Mm. Oh, that would right this ship. <laughs> I love that she's making him a salad, like her husband a salad before he comes home because she can be like, 
He's like, honey, are you wasted? Yeah, but I made you a salad. <laughs> so I feel like that's something you would say. <laughs> Erica, what is this movie about? Oh, it's about slugs. Oh, oh. <laughs> no. So easy. Oh, you guys, no. it's, it's in the title. Knew that oh, or not. No, yeah, convenient. the whole movie's about slugs. The oh. entire thing from oh. like start okay. to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to me, then, <laughs> this movie is a love note to all the aldermans, the city council members, the comptrollers mm. out there. Mm-hmm. This is your film. Because mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a teen slasher-esque movie where almost all the teens are removed so we can concentrate on the real heroes middle-aged local bureaucrats. (laughs) (laughs) This is your movie. This (laughs) is the film for you. You've been waiting for someone to shine a light on all the things you've... Hey, I am in charge of sanitation for the entire city. I do a lot of work. This is your movie. I am going to save a life today. (laughs) I... I do have a woman who dials the phone for me. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Show how hard it is. Yeah. I do sometimes have to go talk to the mayor about yeah. things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, finally the hero. Because uh, this movie uh, does try to squeeze a little bit of teen action in it. But it is not heavy on teen action. But yeah. it is it's light hot, on teens. hot and heavy. On local bureaucrat action. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I'll, they save the teen action for one choice scene where yes. you get yes. a lot of teen action. Correct. So it's not... I wouldn't say that you're you're going into this movie sans teen action. It's, it's like they sprinkle it in. They sprinkle it in, but yeah. not enough that you don't forget the true heroes. Yeah. <laughs> um, where you can watch this, by the way, is it is on Tubi, and it also has the Arrow Blu- uh, Blu-ray, which is what we watched. So watch it, both of those places. If you're worried about hearing spoilers, we probably will offer some spoilers, so you can check them out in those places. But before we talk about the movie, I have to ask you guys, uh, have you ever truly found slugs to be terrifying? Um, No. No. <laughs> well, no. I think if I saw a lot of slugs all at once, that would terrify me. And I say that because one time, I remember we were taking a walk. We were walking home from a little summer festival, like a little summer carnival with a friend. And we walked back to her apartment building. And all there was four kids and all the kids were going, ew, ew. And in the front of the apartment building were like 12 big giant snails. And they were crawling all over each other. And they ate one of your friends. Slime and it, <laughs> you know what? Uh, you don't know how terrifying it was because we had just left the jolly, gleeful confines of a summer festival, and then we're met with a horrific twelve, a dozen, a dozen slugs. Damn it! Not even slugs. Snails. 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 And it was pretty gross. That is so. that is gross. Um. Well, Slugs is a Halloween movie. Yeah, it is. How it about is. that? This is about the run-up to Halloween, so put this in with your Halloween classics from here on out, because here's a movie about Halloween. Now, I, I felt like this, I've had this story, when I was watching it again today, I had this uh, this thought come up, because when, uh, I, when I was in Chicago studying 
<laughs> improvisation. Um, I had a teacher that said like the improv scenes are basically two things. They're either like a slice of life or they were, uh, they're a scene where the shit is really hitting the fan. And this, mm-hmm. and this movie is about the, the shit hitting the fan with the yeah. exception of our cold open, which is just two kids on a boat that we never deal with in any nope. way nope. in this movie. In fact, you have this cold open where a, a, a guy is fishing on a rowboat. He has a scantily clad, presumably his girlfriend, uh, who's also on the boat, who wants to go for a swim. Mm-hmm. And he's dangling his feet over the boat and he gets pulled in by something under the water. And, you know, the, the typical blood starts to come up from the depths and she screams. Right. right. Now, I'd like to imagine that she just then sat down and rode back to shore <laughs> and then and then and then just went home yeah right maybe had a salad right watched definitely TV. had a salad i would have to imagine because we don't deal with this at all that she just rode the sh- the boat back and then went to the airport and flew back to wherever she truly lives <laughs> right. and was like well that's a bummer but anyway i'm i have to fly back this is a non-refundable ticket i have to leave <laughs> And she hey. ne- she never reported this to the police because it's never brought up again in the movie. No, yeah, it's no one has ever been told this. That like this movie starts out once we leave this, there is an old man, and uh, we deal with him, and then that is sets off a whole series of events. The cold open does not. But let's let's start with where we are, and I have an important question in this cold open that I think we really need to a- uh, answer, and this is the most important mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. Were the bird sounds the exact same as the Friday the Thirteenth movies. Ooh, that's a good call. Oh, that is a really good call. Really, it sounds, sounds very close. Yeah, it could be. Could be the yeah. same loop. Really yeah, good. Really sounds like it. To me, it really sounds like it. I think that's important. It's funny that you asked that question because I was going to ask, do women still wear those really high riding panties? Or is like, was that just a thing of the 80s? Did that go out of fashion? Is it back? You mean Has the white bathing back? suit you're talking about? No, she is in panties. That is not a bathing suit. Okay. And they oh, are, are you high... guys asking me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I'm just free balling it all the time. You know, free being. So, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I just like Jean on V, so... <laughs> Dunno. Dunno. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Okay. Ladies out uh, lady listeners. Yeah. Are high waisted undies still a thing? I guess yeah. we'll put it yeah, out yeah, there. Get back to us. Get put back to us. There. Okay. All right. All right. That's fair. Once we get past this cold open, we open in the idyllic town of Ashton, which is eventually described as the armpit of America. And I would have to agree, seeing as how the youth of this town treats their old drunks. That's right. Zero respect to the drunks of this town. Yeah. They nearly run that old drunk man over. They do. Yeah. But I, I mean, thought at first he was taking his dog for a walk. So did I. But he's not. No, he's, he's just, just walking in the middle of the street. Yeah. And then his dog just happens to be loose around the house and runs up to him. Yeah. 
I don't know. I didn't even get that far. I thought he was just there was a dog, and then there was a guy, and the fact that oh, like it's not even his dog, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Was it his dog? Porch later. It's on his porch the next morning when he's oh, yeah, being that's carried true. out. The dog that's is true. still there. Yeah, he ties him up to the porch there. Yeah, That's he, true. Uh, that's, that's true. And this is our first victim to the slugs, or our second, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, our second. But the, only, the, only, the first victim we care about, or the town cares about. The first victim that gets the, the city bureaucrats to go, huh, something <laughs> strange is afoot. Because she never reported it. She just got on a plane and went home. So that guy dying uh, off the rowboat didn't was never reported. That's the thing I was wondering about because Mike Brady is, ju- he is like, like we had said, he is just this County health inspector. So I was like, why is he going to like a crime scene? But I think he's actually ends up going to Ron Bell's house because Ron Bell is getting evicted. Remember he picks up an eviction notice. Oh, right. So I think the, the he's going right. there just for like a health inspection as it's turned out, Ron Bell has now died because he has an appointment to go there in the morning. But it really does have this feeling like they're going there, like they're, they're, that they know something ominous has happened. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know the nuances of being a health inspector, but. <laughs> Mark, do you, what were you, do you, you were supposed to look into this? I thought you were shadowing I, I a health inspector. Damn yeah. it. I mean, just like Mike, I did do a ride along with a cop <laughs> just in, in prep for this. But. <laughs> But Not a even, cop, Mark, a county health inspector. <laughs> no, he, but he's he gets there by riding with the police officer right, right. to the house. So he's doing a ride along. But I don't think county health inspectors do health inspections on homes. I think they do it on businesses. That's what I would think, but that's what – which he eventually does later in the movie. But he has an appointment in the morning because we start really with our main scene where we meet our main guys. We meet them at Trombino's. Really – the only restaurant you should bother to go to in yeah. this town. I mean, it's the only the, one that's worth a damn. It's, I mean, there is the county house dairy bar and restaurant that's on the outskirts of town, but that's where the teens hang. Yeah. We don't yeah. care about that place. That's it's where the not what it once go. was. No. You know, the teens have Trumbinos taken it Trombino's is where the adults go, and this movie cares about the adults. Have you been at the Trombino's happy hour? <laughs> it's all you can eat salad. It's so good. <laughs> Drunken salad. Yeah, it's happy hour drinks, and then all you can eat salad bar. <laughs> yeah, I mean when you're when you're finally making a little bit of scratch, and you want to close a deal, you go to Trombino's. Yes, or, thank you. Or right. you know, in today, what it's called is Maitre D at Trombino's. If you were to go there today, oh today, Ooh. Ooh. but but still, the the point is the same. This is where you go to impress. Your your future uh, business partners, uh, you it's where you go with your friends to k- get a couple drinks and maybe more drinks than you should, as happens very quickly in this movie. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Because Mike and Kim Brady meet their two friends there, but I got I mean, upon watching this twice, I was like, this is this scene is about a dissolution of a friendship. Like this, these couples will no longer be friends. Like forget what happens with the rest of the movie. And the slugs, like this, is their final dinner. With they, we do, we never see these two couples ever again sharing the same space. That's true. This is it. This is no, they you, are done. You do, you do between Mike and Don. I, I'm talking about David Watson and his drunken wife Maureen. Right. Those two are the ones sitting in the lounge. Yeah. And she's so drunk that 
Mike is like, well, I got I got a thing in the morning, and they take off. Then they run into Don and his wife, right. Maria. But right, which then you 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 have to reconcile in your head that somehow in this world, <laughs> Don is married to Maria. <laughs> yes, yes. Because at first I thought, oh, he's out with his mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And then you find out they're a couple. And mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, that's oh, right. that's an interesting change of pace. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay. So we're introduced to all of them at Trombino's, which is where, where everybody meets. Now, uh, God, I hope that's what the tagline is for it. Trombino's, every- <laughs> where everybody meets. Come for a Tuesday night happy hour and all you can eat salad bar. <laughs> Uh, David Watson is played by, um, he's a, a Simon regular, Emilio Linder. He was in Pieces and The Rift and uh, Dirty War, a.k.a. Guerra Sucia. Dirty. And Alicia Morrow plays Maureen. She was in Exterminators of the Year 3000 and Edge of the Axe. And I really, though, I, I really want to hand it to the Bradys there. Like, they handled, like, she's way too drunk, let's get out. Like, I didn't even see the glance between the Bradys where they were like, time to go. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. they were like, oh, I got a thing. Got to run out. Yeah. The other thing I want to bring up, though, when they try to leave and Don stops them, they introduce their wives to each other. Like, is Don new to town? Like, how they they Mike and Don talk like they're old buddies, but their wives have never met. Right, right, and that's when you get the uncomfortable exchange of, of of Don's wife calling Kim. I'm going to meet you. Uh, funny, but you don't look anything like a wicked beach of the north to me. What? And and it, it's all so confusing because I'm thinking Don's out with his mom, and why is she insulting his friend's <laughs> wife? And then you find out that it's their kids go to school, and she's a teacher. It's handled very poorly. This exposition uh-huh. about how. How these people know each other, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Trombinos, where you where go to meet people. Meets. <laughs> <laughs> it's where everybody meets. By the way, uh, uh, Don's wife Maria is played by Spanish actress Concha Cuestos, who actually gets okay. her own title card in the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite being in the film for all of maybe two scenes. However, right. um, she does reveal the sexiest answer to the question. How about when I get home, we get naked and get crazy? And she says, I'll be here. <laughs> Which is the, se- the sexiest response to that question you well, could ever because, have. Well, that's because she knows, he's, <laughs> she knows he's not coming back. Because when you make a statement like that right, to someone, right, right. if I were to say that to my wife, she would think, well, I guess this is the last time I'm going to see you. Yeah. Because I also thought it was like she was just like, I I can't go anywhere else. <laughs> it's here or Trumpinos. That is, that is the and we've already been at Trumpinos this week. We so. went to Trumpinos last night, so I'm stuck here. This is the only two places I can go. She doesn't right. even go outside when he or, is playing in the front yard with their two sons. She's inside. Or did she mean I'll be here? Like I'll be right here. On this kitchen island. Yeah, I will be right here. See you soon. I'm not going to move. I'm going to be wearing I, nothing but salad. <laughs> well, you just found out, Erica, that you could take wet cabbage and it would help relieve. I did. Yeah, wet cabbage. You put uh, 
pieces or slices of cabbage on yourself to relieve inflammation from arthritis. That's right. So, so maybe she's just going to yeah. coat herself in wet cabbage. She's going to be so loose. She's going to be really not inflamed and ready to party, ready to get crazy. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I call them the most mismatched couple ever committed to film. Yes. Yes. Um, Don is played by Philip McHale, who had appeared on One Life to Live and does not go on to much else. Um, but which is a shame because he's actually not bad in this. Yeah. I'm kind of was surprised that he had nothing else going on. By the way, Concha Cuestos, I, she was, I think, in a couple really long running TV shows in Spain. And that's all I could really see. I didn't understand why she had her own title card. I guess that would have meant something when a movie was released in Spain. It meant nothing. Right. When she was right. released in America. Yeah. Right. And people were just like, oh, Concha, that's not a name you hear a whole lot. <laughs> You do a Trombinos. A Trombinos. A Trombinos, you, where everybody all means. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, um, Mike says he has an early appointment, but uh, we all know what that code is. Yeah. yeah. Time to boogie. Ooh, time to boogie. Can we talk I'm about... I'm full It is time to boogie. Can we talk about Mike's sexy sweat outfit oh, that he has God. on? Oh, God. His wife puts on a real negligee and does the whole oh. thing. So if you wanted, to, if you saw Rushmore, you were wondering what Mrs. Bloom looked like in a sexy negligee. This is the movie for you. But Mike counters it with just white pajama white. pants with white boxer briefs underneath. Yeah, like yeah. He looks um, like he might he might be going to the dojo later. To that yes, movie. he does. <laughs> But also, her, thank you for calling it a negligee, Ryan, so that everybody knows that you're 70 years old. <laughs> so anyway, she's wearing lingerie. Okay. Um, All righty. But she's wearing it. She's wearing like she a She should have wore a bustier. And <laughs> put some rouge on her cheeks. <laughs> Um, okay. she's wearing the, the teddy, which is like <laughs> kind of sexy. And then she's wearing tights with underwear over the tights. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck, luck Mike. Good luck. You've got your work cut out for you, buddy. <laughs> Good luck on that one. You've got some layers to peel away before she you hit that salad. A complicated she outfit. She did. And Mike countered with like, I got some sweats on. <laughs> I got my white sweats. <laughs> plus, oh, God. plus when they do finally, uh, uh adjourn to the. Uh, very small hotel style bed. Mm -hmm. There's there is zero chemistry. Neither one of these actors mm -mm. want to be sharing a romantic scene with each no, other, yeah. and no. it is it is readily apparent this minute yeah. that they yeah. have their first very light peck of a kiss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I feel like you see a little bit into what's happening because and but they were like, I you should have called cut like five seconds ago. <laughs> Like we thought, I like that they, they got to a point coming. where they they were about to go farther, and then they both just froze and held. <laughs> <laughs> like his hands weren't touching her boobs, but they were like over, just over her boobs, and then he just held yeah. and was like, "Gonna need that cut. Gonna just wait, <laughs> gonna wait for that cut. Just, is it coming or Juan? Are you gonna call cut or should I call cut? Can I call cut? Is that okay? Self cut. Self cut. <laughs> Can I do a self cut? Is that a wrap? Is that a, are we going wrap <laughs> for the day? Rap? Are we wrapped for the day? Am I wrapped? Because <laughs> I got to go wrap myself in, in wet cabbage leaves. I am so inflamed. I am so. Uh, 
It's interesting to point out that we are roughly a half hour into this episode, and we have yet to really talk about the slugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what Ryan uncovered is is a deeper. It's a, it's deeper than slugs. Thank you, thank you. There's well, you said this movie was all slugs, and I'm here to prove you wrong. This movie well, is about so thank much you. else. Uh, well, let's let's talk about then um, when we do see Mike Bell or sorry, not Mike Bell, Ron Bell getting uh, when they go to I think evict him. Which again, you know, as we said, odd that Mike's there for that, but okay. Yeah, yeah, very strange. The sheriff's theory of what killed Ron Bell was I don't know, wild dogs maybe, raccoons driven out of the hills by the cold. That is slightly more realistic and believable than slugs. <laughs> but it's not as terrifying. Right. I agree. I No, actually, I would say that is more terrifying. A raccoon eating all the flesh off of me is a nightmare. But a raccoon could quickly peel your skin off and eat it. A slug is going to take its time. You want to know why, Ryan? Oh, Because no. slugs... <laughs> <laughs> Don't move very fast. <laughs> so thank you, Erica. <laughs> thank you for that science fact. <laughs> These science facts you have prepared have, are really intense. I have some science facts here. <laughs> so far, you found out the but I've lost. Slow. I seem to have lost my science fact on this this top speed. Let's just say it wasn't very fast. <laughs> that's what you're going to start with is how slow and I And that's my sluggy science fact. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. This is going to be a four-hour episode. <laughs> Guys, buckle in. To talk in. about a 90-minute movie. We have a lot to talk about. Buckle in. So they do then find a slugs in the Brady's yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we sort of get to see more people in the town, and we start to see even a few more victims. Mm-hmm. Right, um, right. Then uh, Mike uh, tries to get rid of some of the slugs in the yard, and he gets bit by one. Yep. Yeah, yep. And it's interesting because slugs can bite you because they can have up to twenty-seven thousand teeth. <laughs> That's <laughs> a sluggy science fact. <laughs> Wow, $27,000? They do bring up something similar uh, when they bring the slug to science teacher John Foley, who is at the school after hours in the lab, doing what? Well, he's homeless, so... Because he's a teacher, because he's a science teacher. (laughs) So he's not paid well. He is always there. They yeah. remember they rush up to bring in the slug, and he's like, "Do you got your keys?" So she could unlock the school. But John's just in the lab still. He's committed. He's committed to his craft. He's got beakers full of colored liquid, and he knows <laughs> how to mix them together. But yes, so they bring it to him, uh, and and he you know starts investigating. The, the the teeth the, the the what is the what are these slugs where do they come from you know ultimately he comes up with this uh, nitrate chemical that they're going to use to destroy the slugs sure sure that doesn't come for uh, a while though it doesn't come for a while but no one no one thought to try salt 
Thank no. you, Mark. Because if you sprinkle slugs with salt, it blinds their body fluids and their bodies will dissolve. Now, let's let's just say Kim Brady does mention salt. And Mike goes, that's actually a really good idea. But then it is never brought up again and no one ever tries it. <laughs> because Kim is a school teacher and this movie is it about local bureaucrats being the heroes that save a town. So sorry, Kim. Nice idea, but yeah. this isn't about school teachers being mm-hmm. the hero, okay? Yeah. No, that's true. Except except for the some school teachers, because they do have the science teacher who does become the hero. So there right. is some, right. some teachers are allowed to have their moment to shine. Yeah. Right. But sorry, yes, but, you're but right. She's, and she's got a bad rep. She just has yeah. that homework yeah. on the kids like. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Not, not, not yeah. you. So somewhere along the line, too, while the bureaucrats are trying to solve this mystery and the drunk couple are trying to secure a land deal at Trombino's. The kids are all prepping for this rager of a Halloween party. So what's on for tomorrow night? I said the kids are going to a Halloween party at 8. A Halloween party? I'm not going. I don't like those wild parties. Well, count me in. You want to go? Sure, why not? That's going to happen, mm-hmm. I guess, at the Moon Tower or some part right. of in the a, town. Right, in, in a field. Yeah. They've really worked hard. Yeah. Field party. They talk Which, about it in the early part of the movie. I mean, again, at their restaurant. The the country house dairy bar and restaurant, which is where they go. Then it doesn't come back for a while. Exactly. They talk about it about minute 15. Yeah. And then it doesn't come back until like 65 minutes into the movie. And all of a sudden you see them at this party and you're going, oh, right. You were having a party. Yeah, that's right. The Halloween party. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that, That not everybody wanted to go to. Right. Well, that and one, the one, the one woman didn't want to go. Pam. To one girl. Poor oh, Pam. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. She was worried about Mrs. Brady's test. I know. She was like, "Let's study yeah. for that test," and then I they know. drag her there anyway. Yeah. I mean, in yeah, a way, this a real movie shame. is also about like if, if your first instinct is not to go to a party, just follow it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You should just go with that. Go mm-hmm. with that instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But nestled in between. The non-romantic uh, Mike and, and Kim scene and this party scene <laughs> yes, it, is is a teen sex scene that is yes, yeah. one worth talking about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just to be fair, so people don't think we're super into teens having sex, <laughs> these are clearly like 20 to 30 year old. Adults. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Posing as yeah, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real yeah. 90210, Beverly Hills 90210 situation. <laughs> Um, it is Donna and Bobby are the two that care. They're the two teens. They wait until the parents leave and then uh, run down to the parents downstairs bar mm-hmm. where Bobby is really way more interested, not in her negligee. No, not at all. God. He's. <laughs> uh, uh, that word is very triggering for Erica. So I had to say it. And um, <laughs> he actually says that he was. He 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 ignores her in her negligee. He oh, ignores no. her. Look what you've done. Now it's catching says, on. And says, Ooh, I'm more interested in Captain Jack. You yeah. know, yeah. the rum whiskey combo. Right. Of Captain Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in in Lions, New York, you can just buy it combined in a single bottle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and once you open it and you let free yeah. all the carbonation, then you just put the cap back on and you let it yeah. sit in the bar forever, just getting stale. You got your whiskey in my rum. <laughs> you got your rum in my whiskey. It's now they're to Jack's. <laughs> Served at Trumpinos, the place where everybody meets. <laughs> So finally, when he's uh, when he's lubed up enough, they do proceed to get it on, and there there is a, su- a surprising amount of nudity, uh, enough uh, uh, more cock and balls than Jeff Conaway showed in Cover Girl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. I was for like, sure. wow, they yeah. went for it in this scene. You have to kind of, you do have to freeze frame it a little bit, but yeah, there's some there's some <laughs> whips there. Like pro tip, you do need to be yeah. ready to pause if you want to catch the pool. <laughs> Package, if you know what I mean. Listen, I want—I don't want to bring up the Mister Skin. <laughs> <laughs> I know Mister Skin page on this. I mean, one. I want to bring that up and oh. try to get to the exact numbers oh. but, I, of I, when I, you need I, to uh, pause. But I did you know. watch this on my Xbox, so I could go frame by frame. <laughs> you know, make good, sure. very good. An important feature. That's why Microsoft created that feature. Yeah. Simply. Yep. So you can catch, so you can catch the donger <laughs> that is released in slugs. They knew what they were doing. They didn't call it Xbox for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and they get attacked by slugs. Those slugs are everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Instantly. Yeah. In yes. that bedroom. Well, but it's it, kind of a cool scene with the exception of the fact that, like, he gets terrified, tries to, tries to, to bail, and even though he is... At his absolute peak of probably athleticism, he cannot mm-hmm. go from the bed to a window? Yeah. No. No, he can't. His boner was in the way. <laughs> he was like, I want to, ah, damn it, ow. ow poof. He was like, oh, yeah. uh, I was going to make it, but I was nervous about, I thought you were going to call cut. Were you not going to call cut? <laughs> I was waiting for that cut. I was waiting for that cut because I am naked here. I mean, we didn't, we didn't have me put anything on. Oh. I feel like my donger took a lot of the scene. Though. Yeah. <laughs> If you know what I mean. It takes up a lot of real estate, if you know what I mean, Juan. Was that a cut? Was that a cut? Are we wrapping now? Am I wrapped? I believe I've gone off script. Is my donger wrapped for the day? Uh, (laughs) Okay, so he doesn't make it to the window. Actually, in the book, he does make it to the window. He crashes out the window. It happens almost exactly the same in the book, and he crashes out the window and dies falling out the window. So sorry. Yikes. Yikes. I'm sorry about that. Because he falls Took a on lot of pleasure in that window. He really death. did. He really Yikes. did. Because he sorry. falls on his boner and it impales him through the abdomen. <laughs> oh, God. I was going to make it go down, but I didn't hear a cut. So, so I impaled myself with my boner. You got to call cut. You got to. That's the lesson here. Yeah, that's the lesson. <laughs> uh, so while this is all happening, there's a lot of stuff happening in the town, as I was saying. Mm-hmm. In particular, I have to bring up a scene. I don't know if it's my favorite, but there is a scene where like everyone's sort of figuring out what's going on. Like the science teacher, by the way, is played by a Spanish actor named Santiago Alvarez, and then he's dubbed over by uh, an English actor, meaning an actor from England, for no good reason whatsoever other than we we have to assume this character is really smart instantly, so we used an English accent. Right. Yeah. Um. But like, the, so he's seeing like the slug like eat his hamster. Uh, we're starting to he's starting starting to figure stuff out. Meanwhile, Mike is sitting shirtless 
in his study just chain-smoking cigarettes and thinking of the slime trails and the slug biting his finger mm-hmm. and just slowly putting the pieces together. Yeah. Getting those pieces together, as you do. That scene was just unbelievable. Are we already doing uh, uh, favorite scenes? Not Is my that... favorite scene, but a terrific oh, scene okay. nonetheless. Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, right. And I love that Like once we've learned what the slugs are, it's done in the most bureaucratic fashion of all. Mike, I've got some stuff over here at the office that you're going to be interested in. What kind of things? Not over the phone. How soon can you get over here? I couldn't possibly explain what I'm about to explain to you in words over this phone. You have to be in my office because this has to be solved bureaucratic style. Yes. Right. And then Mike goes over to uh, Mr. Phillips' office to try and convince him also. And in that mm-hmm. scene, I have to say... Oh, no, no, Frank Phillips, the, uh, the, the water... He's the yeah. guy, head of the water department. Right. <laughs> of course, another Who just wants to eat a hamburger, for God's sakes. Yeah. Well, he just actually, eat his hamburger. I, and, and you're right. That had me concerned. Because when they break into his office, he quickly hides that hamburger like uh-huh. he should not be eating this right. hamburger. Yeah. Right. Which I was thinking, this guy probably has a doctor's note that says, man, you got to lay off the hamburgers. Yeah. If you look at this, if you, if you look at the side, his side order, there's French fries and then a pile of peas, Mm -hmm. which means he's, I mean, he probably got the peas and was like, I'm not going to eat this shit. I'm going to give me some French fries and a hamburger. Cause you're not Trumpino special. Yeah. That's a number (laughs) four. That's the hamburger pea special. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. But he's also, yeah, it's a hamburger pea special, or he got a fish and chips and just never ate the peas. And he's like, I'll eat that tomorrow. And then he heated it up with the French fries, which are covered in ketchup. Also, yeah, uh-huh. he's he's drinking. Like a child. Like a child. Yeah, would. yeah like yeah. a child. He, like, like he should have little dino bites next to it to, to dip <laughs> yes. in there. So, and he's here been he's told drink- he's sworn off those too. Yeah. <laughs> he's drinking a soda, presumably a Coke. Right mm-hmm. next to it is a full bottle of Diet Slice, which mm-hmm. made me think, man, what happened to Diet Slice? Mm-hmm. Full that, bottle. That's, that, that, they had like that orange, mm-hmm. the orange lemon flavor that was really good back in the day. I guess that it went away in the early 2000s. They don't sell Slice anymore in the United States. Yeah. But anyway, what really – so you have and you all know what's sitting at home in his cupboard? Kellogg's just right. Yeah. <laughs> Untouched. Untouched. <laughs> Untouched. And on top of it, <laughs> they cut away to to the bathroom because he's got – next to his office, he has his own commode. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Empty roll of toilet paper. Oh, oh I didn't notice that. I didn't that. even hmm. notice that. Hmm. No hmm. TP. Hmm. I think, the, there, I think he's got some issues. I think there's oh, some deep-seated yeah. issues happening here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So – and he's holding his secretary like – as a, I mean, she's certainly a hostage – in this situation, she has to yeah. ask to do anything. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm anyway, I'm just very concerned about him. And well, he lets situation. her go to lunch break just so he can finally eat that damn hamburger mm-hmm. <laughs> in peace. Because apparently, yeah. I mean, his, he, he doesn't have a door to his office because just any asshole from other departments in the city could just waltz right in. Yeah. Yeah. And start demanding you change things. That's what you do as a bureaucrat. That's right. That's how. That's <laughs> right. That's how you get things done. You yeah. Just yeah. Cr- you just get into somebody. You just walk into somebody else's office. The ultimate bureaucrat th- th- flex 
It's just right. walk me to the office. <laughs> after that, after that, you already have the upper hand. Everything you say is inconsequential <laughs> at that point because you <laughs> walked into the office. You've already won. By the way, he wants to eat that damn hamburger, but you know he did, what he does not want to do? Trim those eyebrows. Oh, my no. lord! Yeah. No. no, man, yeah. man, oh man, yeah. those things. I think that was a choice. That was a that. Choice. No, oh, are you kidding? Just like the yeah. no TP is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> These are all choices. By the way, the guy who plays Frank is uh, Frank Branya. Uh, he's uh, yet another person who has the same first name as his wow. character. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he get his work for, I think he'd work for Simone on, on pieces and the raft and other stuff. And he was been in like, he's had a very long career. In fact, I'm surprised he didn't have his own name in the title card. He has been like in a thousand spaghetti Westerns going back to the sixties. So he has been in so, so many movies and just has allowed those eyebrows to just grow over all that time oh, until they are these just two works of art on top of his eyes in that <laughs> scene. Um, again, because you have to take care of shit in this movie, bureaucratic style, and bureaucrats are on top of shit, according to this film. He leaves Frank and goes to the mayor because he's just, right. oh, you're not going to help? No problem. I'm going to go straight to the top. Yeah. And now I have a question. Uh, by the way, the mayor is played by Manuel de Blas. He's another Spanish actor who's still working. And he was married to actress Patty Shepard of The Killer is One of Thirteen, if we recall oh, back to okay. the bonus All episode. Right. She yeah. is in the movie, too. She's playing Sue, one of the Calgore executives. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. She was in uh, My Dear Killer also. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she had a long career in Europe. I think she was like an mm-hmm. American actress. And then she just, mm-hmm. you know, went to Spain and did a bunch of movies over there and settled there and married a, a Spanish actor and stayed there. But uh, she and she makes after this, she retires after making Edge of the Axe right after this. And then she retires. Mm. OK. Um, but she's now there with the other Calgary executive working with the mayor on this deal that Dave was working on before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why, why is a mayor stepping in on this? Isn't the city's deal? Dave was not, as far as I understood, a city bureaucrat. I don't know what Dave Watson was. All I know is that he was served a bad salad, and he, that salad then ate him. Am yeah. I right, guys? It did. Good yeah, it one. Did. It did. Good one. And it and it did. We introduce... skipped over that scene entirely. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's my favorite scene. <laughs> okay, we'll get them. And we'll I know, get I, we'll and I know it's everybody's favorite scene yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah, so sure. I'm, sure. I'm not alone in that one. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I've got a couple. We'll see. We'll see when we get there. Favorite scenes. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, Mark, you were saying. I'm sorry. No, I just think you know that's a really good point that. The mayor picks up the ball, so obviously David had something going on with the mayor. Um, presumably, the you know this this development is going to be a boon for the town, so the mayor is going to pick it up and run with it. As he's also trying to hide the fact, or, or tr- trying to the best of his ability, convince them to ignore the fact that a guy completely melted in front of you right. while at dinner last right. night. Yeah. Let's just get this deal done. Yeah, okay. They were very quick to get yeah. re- over that. Yeah, but we very, just want to let you quick. know the fact that all these tiny worms ate the face of the guy that was initially doing this deal. That's not yeah. a deal breaker for us. <laughs> yeah. We're in. We're <laughs> in. We are locked in. And by locked in, we mean his face melted in front of us. Where do we sign? 
Locked right. in, baby. And then when the guy comes in with more, like, hey, there's this terrible slugs, they're like, I want to see some details. Again, the guy's face getting eaten alive by by worms, not enough. Not enough proof. Not enough, yeah. see, not enough proof. Get, turn on the tap. Turn yeah. on the tap. And then the tap turns on. They're like, I am convinced. Because I saw clean running water. Right. Yeah. We have nothing to hide in this town. Shall we finish signing the papers? Absolutely. Cut and wrap for the day. Am I right? Yeah. We're wrapped. We're yeah. wrapped. Oh, right? cut. <laughs> also, what happened to... Uh, so, uh, David's face melts off. We never find out what happened to Marine after that. No. I, no. I, and I'd kind of like to think that uh, that if there was a sequel to this movie, it would be Maureen's story. I feel like everything right. that happened after. Yeah. Like, and what I did feel, she go through? I feel so bad because she was starting to go, you know, she even told him, you know, my drinking is a problem. I got to seek some help. And he was like, really? That's great. And I'm like, well, now David's dead. So, you know, yeah. that Brandy's gone. That Brandy yeah. is yeah. history oh, yeah. now. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Now she's like, well, what am I? What? I was going to just stop drinking for him. But now that he's gone. Why not? Just keep it going. Keep the party going. So you're right. There's another movie there where we really, it's a dark story. What happens with Maureen? No doubt about it. Yeah. But she steps out. You could treat it. You could treat it like Halloween two style and have it like immediately following slugs one. (laughs) The camera just pans over to Maureen at the kids bar this time. (laughs) Just hanging out. You're like, what? The country house. At the country house. And where does what happens to her story? Where does she go? What what does she leave the town? Does she does a slug? <laughs> does a slug like hitch a ride in her backpack and follow her along? There's, I mean, there's no knows. slugs. There's no slugs. It's called Slugs Maureen's Tale, and, <laughs> and there's no slugs at all. It's just her in town, and she's going to the country house, and she's like, "Can I have a drink?" They're like, "It's a dairy bar. It's a dairy bar. It's not a bar bar." It's a dairy so, bar. So it's so it's more. She's like, so can I have some milk? <laughs> can you put a little something in the milk? I'm like, no, what? it's a dairy bar. She, she just yeah. keeps bringing little little traveler bottles and just filling them, and just pouring them into the milk. And the whole so town's like, Maureen has a problem. Hey, those slugs it, really <laughs> ate a bunch of folks, huh? <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Weird times. <laughs> you guys, Maureen has issues. Have you guys eaten? Because if not, we should just head down to Trombino's. <laughs> it's all you can eat salad tonight. So basically, it's uh, it's this would be a mix between slugs and barfly, but just following Maureen's story. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But just really following Maureen, getting deep, and we yeah. just talk about slugs on occasion, just so people think there's a there's enough of a thread. Yeah, you know what I mean. We still killed two people in the very beginning of the movie by slugs for no good reason, but we never talk about it ever. <laughs> right. Just to keep it consistent. Yeah. yeah. So it slugs the movie and slugs Marine's movie. Yeah. <laughs> Marine's tail. Marine's They're like tail. slugs too, now with 100% less slugs. <laughs> Marine's tail. <laughs> By the way, when uh, we go we go to the Halloween party and we finally end up there, what happened to the girl in the Seahawks jersey? She does not make she's the only the only girl Pam is at the party. She didn't want to go. 
uh, Seahawks girl who with braces, she was like, I'm in. Not there at the party. She's the only girl in town wearing a discernible jersey of a football team. Yeah. There is well <laughs> Yeah, Don has a Don has his his his. I think I, I think it's a Green Bay Packers jersey. It's a Jets. Uh, at least it's, it's a Jets. Uh, it's like a, a Jets? generic oh. Jets jersey. I think. Oof. Oof. Yeah. Well, I thought it was Green Bay Packers, but I mean, yeah. I I mean, who knows? There's a kid who walks into the country house dairy bar, Maureen, dairy <laughs> bar, um, and he has like a red one with like all these like stripes and patches on it. I was like. What the hell team is that? Like, there was no... I didn't know who they were rooting for. When I saw Seahawks, I was like, at least somebody's chosen a team. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, she didn't make it. She didn't make it to the party. She stayed home because she listened to Pam. Who didn't listen to Pam? Pam. Yeah. Pam didn't listen or to Pam. Classic Pam. Maybe, maybe that was her night to babysit. And she was like, oh, crap. Ah, I told people I was going to the... Oh, well. Never Gotta make yeah, some money I, I, anyway. Gotta make some money. So, That's yeah. right. I, I, you know, I already agreed... To babysit, and I'm 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 a person I'm responsible. of honor. I'm right. responsible. Um, I don't want to get into all the nitty gritty of how they solved this thing, but it did make me think this was a real chuds ending to this movie. Yeah. Despite the fact that this movie is also about like mutated slugs that get mutated by because of course the old the old trope of the 1980s, the old toxic waste. Oh God, toxic waste. Jumping what a back mess. in from like Return of the Killer Tomatoes mm-hmm. and Chud and everything else. Good old toxic waste. It can do anything. And, but they deal with it in a real chud-like way, didn't you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, every any time that you can launch manhole covers all around town, and and blow up cars and blow up buildings, uh, you got to go for it. You yeah, know, you do it. Just yeah. Do it. it it was interesting to me that Mike had such an emotional moment about poor Don, because remember. He never introduced his wife to Don's wife. <laughs> like, he really is like, oh, man. And I'm like, I don't know if this is just, like, a fellow bureaucrat just being really bummed at another fellow bureaucrat meeting their end. But I was like, you guys aren't close. <laughs> Your families don't know each other, yeah. you know? And he was just like, oh, man. And, like, the science teacher tries to make him feel better. He knew what he was getting involved in and stuff. But it's like... Why are you suddenly? I mean, look, it's sad. Obviously, when, when, when you know, it's a sad situation, I guess. But why is yeah? He it wasn't deserving of it. Like the guy that threw himself out the window <laughs> he, in yeah. the book. In the book, in he the never book. makes it to in the, the window book. in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Again, Don would be alive today if they had just tried salt. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Just give it a shot. Why not? Because it's, because it came from a teacher. That's right, a lady teacher that no one wants to listen to. But you know what? I think that I would love to hear things we loved, things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about slugs. Mark, let's start with you. Something you loved, something you hated. Well, I loved the the death scene of David in Trombinos. I it, it's the it's you know one of the most talked about scenes uh, of the movie. Um, it's, it's on the cover. Uh, yeah, and it's on like 10, top 10. There was like a bloody disgusting top 10 like food deaths of yeah. in movies. And it shows up. It showed up as like number four. Oh, my God. 
it it is a really great scene. The actor uh, who's playing David does a really convincing job of, uh, you know, f- sh- he doesn't feel well and he's trying to keep it together because he's got this business deal he's trying to lock down. But just the the squirting of the blood into his drink mm. as it's putting it up to mm. his mouth yes. and yeah. and then pulling the entire, of course, pulling the entire table cloth and all the dishes as he falls to the ground and starts to, you know, effectively melt in front of them. It's gory. It's it's well done. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a really great scene. It's uh, it's really amazing. Yeah. Um, so the gore yeah. in this is actually not it's bad. Good. For yeah, a movie, it's, it's good. really good for a movie that you put in and you're like killer slugs. You're okay. There we go. Yeah, I was actually like, you know what, gore's not bad. I mean, I still not really truly buying. I mean. The thing that is scariest is if more people actually were eating the slugs and the slugs were eating them out from in the inside. Like, yeah, that only happens the one time. If that had happened more often, it would have been like, holy shit, this is pretty terrifying. But gore wise, not bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica, something you loved? Um, I I really loved an unsung hero that we haven't really yet talked about, and that is the officer who worked. Uh, in the station who answered the phone. Yeah. And he just has such a delight in his voice when he's like... Mm -hmm. Before yesterday, the most exciting thing we had around here was a Saturday night drunk getting naked and running down Main Street. Now we got a new dead body showing up every 10 minutes. And he just sounds so excited about it. And he's so thrilled that there's like so much going on. It's a small town. And there's a high body count. It's a big week. I laughed out loud and thought that was hilarious to have somebody who was like, (laughs) body count. I'd love to see him pop up in Maureen's tail. He should. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, there's a missing person. You know, she was a real drunk. Like, I could just hear his little, his mm-hmm. delight, delightful voice talking about it. Ooh, five domestic issues this week. Mm. Maureen's really tying it up. Love on. it. Ryan, what about you? Um, Well, I want to talk, I love to sometimes talk about the music of these movies, and uh, this is no exception. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple like just amazing stings that they play in this movie, which just tickled me to no end. The overly excited mu- music sting, particularly like when Mike goes with the sheriff and arrives at Ron Bell's, the old drunk's house. Welcome to the Channel 5 News, serving the entire city of Ashton. <laughs> Your top story. I mean, that is th- them going up a small hill to Ron Bell's house. Yeah. That music mm-hmm. is just not necessary for that moment. Yeah. That is just, it's a great little music sting. Just not necessary for that moment. Then, when the Bradys show up and they have the slug from the yard, they're not even 100% what's happened yet, but they run with the slug and they're going to take it to the mute, to the science teacher. You got your keys, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Let's go. Come on. John? Kim, Mike, what are you two doing here? <laughs> I mean, uh, dun, 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 dun. hey, John. Good evening. <laughs> like, oh, what? Hello. That is like, okay. I mean, yeah. it just, 
this movie is filled with little moments like that. And it, it was just like, it really charmed the hell out of me. I yeah. love that there's just like, I mean, a lot of the music, and I actually really like the music it's from English composer Tim Souster, who also wrote the music for Simon's Cthulhu Mansion. Hmm. And I think the music is good. And it definitely is, but it's used a lot to like amp up moments. And there's some moments that they are amping up that don't deserve it, like those two. But hilarious. I love that. I also have to say, I loved uh, the sheriff who is played by John Battaglia, his one and only role. Yeah. <laughs> and his constant and unnecessary tension with Mike, which is unfounded, it is a delight. I loved yeah. their yeah. exchanges. Yeah. It was, they're just like at each other's throats. Why? He's like the Buford T. Justice of Ashton. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Just and he's also berating his his whoever the, his partner is or his second in command. Right, he's the just, guy that Erica pointed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the delightful guy. Yeah, I want pictures of everything. Understand? Sure, sheriff. Don't sure, sheriff me unless you know you're sure. I'm sure that I'm sure, sheriff. You better be Dobbs. I'll shove my boots so far up your butt you'll need a tow truck to get it out. He's just so angry. He's so angry. Why? He is. He I is. loved him. I loved him. Something you hated, Mark. Uh, you know, I, I I really didn't like the attempted rape scene at, at the party. Mm. It just felt yeah. like, yeah, like it's. Uh, I it's mean, unnecessary. So, yeah. it's unnecessary. It's unnecessary. It doesn't. It it doesn't make sense why that would happen. This the the guy who you know who's trying to rape her doesn't have any relationship with her. He tries to get her to eat a piece of pizza. She refuses, and so he decides, okay, then I'm going to rape you. What? How did yeah. that? What, what's yeah. happening there? And you can just, barely remember that he was in the country, uh, it, the, the country at the house bar. dairy bar earlier, and he was yes. like friends with, like, what, Donnie? What's mm-hmm. the guy's name? Uh, they all have the same name. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but, yeah but Don, they, sorry, Bobby. Bobby. But they, they have the guy no relationship. Who, so, and, and he gets away. Like, he gets away. Yeah. Like it, I'm like, what? What? Well, who was this guy? He puts on right. a mask. It's so the, the, he's in the dark most of the time. You forget even who this guy was because yeah. right. again, teens are not in this movie. Yeah, this movie's not concerned with teens. Mm-hmm. I agree. That scene was like, why? Why are we yeah. concerning yeah. ourselves? Very you 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 could have cut it out, and it, the movie would have been just as it would have just been as successful. Yeah, I hate to say it, yeah, we yeah. don't really need the Halloween party at all. We just don't. No. It does give you another body count, but like it. It, otherwise, it's just not it's just not necessary. It's yeah. not, not necessary at all. Yeah. Um, and, and if you were thinking like, oh, is something bad going to happen to the kids at the Halloween party? The answer is yes. But one of those terrible things is by the teens themselves, which is right. So it's yeah. like, what is what is that? What's it seems to me like that whole party scene and really the even like the whole subplot with the teens at all is because they recognize that maybe middle-aged bureaucrats are not the target audience of a movie called Slugs. Mm. Right. So right. we probably need to right. drop a couple teens in there right. to satisfy, Just, uh, the, satisfy the actual teens. Be... <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. But think about all the teens that watch this movie and was like, I want to grow up and be a health, county health inspector. <laughs> They're real heroes. They're the true heroes. And they know gymnastics. Yeah, Erica, what was something you hated? Um, I actually was gonna uh, was gonna say the same thing as Mark. I hated that scene. I thought I didn't think it added anything. It just Mm-mm. seemed confusing. Like, okay, now is he the bad guy? Are the slugs still bad? What's 
It felt like it was right. just, it felt like it was taking all the tension away from figuring out how to stop the slugs. Right. You know, it was like, right. we got to stop the slugs. We got to stop the slugs. John, like, are you in there? Are you in there in the science lab? And now we're at this funky party. It just dissolved any tension that they had built. And at that point, they're trying to set up everything with the slugs and they're down in the the sewers. And like, we're cutting back to the Halloween party. Why? Plus, it it looked like unnecessary. it, It looked like a really shitty party. Oh, definitely. It did. Definitely. I mean, it really that did. Was, that was, I mean, I would have left real quick. That was a party that you're like, yeah. this is what we're doing right yeah. now? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seahawks Jersey Girl had it right. Yeah. Don't <laughs> wise. show. Wise Don't to show. not show. Ryan, things you hated? Um, I'm, you know, does the science teacher ever teach? I mean, you can't get this great laboratory that mm. the county has supplied for you and not ever, ever teach a class. You have to teach a class. Yeah. At least one class. It's your job. Um, not saying the guy isn't a hero. Not saying he doesn't help save the town. But teach a class, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. Mike mm-hmm. treats his secretary like shit. Yeah. Yes. He yeah, he does. All right. Would you get uh, Palmer on the phone for me, please? Julie? Yeah. Hi. Would you get Palmer on the phone for me? Sure. Right away. You don't have to bite my head off. Don't bite your head off. It's a small town, I get it. Jobs are scarce. But Julie, get a better job. Yeah. Go out go start that hand the handbag company that you've always been dreaming about. Go do your thing. Stop working for Mike. He's treating you like garbage. Yeah. He's not a good Julie, boss. Julie, come on. Not a good boss. And does Mike really <clears throat> not know how to dial a phone? Hey, apparently not. Does I mean of all the things that he can do. Like, right, right. like climb up a bar over a toxic waste and hang himself by his legs. He has, he's completely, he's got a complete blind spot yeah. when it comes to dialing a phone. Just mashes his, like, his knuckles into the, Mark, into the keys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just smash His sensei is not asking him to dial up numbers. He's no. asking him to hang from two bars that he is connected to the ceiling. Fair, fair. That's and fair. And work on his core and his sense of balance. Yeah. And clear his mind right. of negativity and thoughts. You right. know, and, okay. you know, but not like, hey, you know, call a number. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go into favorite scenes. Um, Mark, you maybe mentioned your favorite scene already, so, yeah. which was the restaurant. Erica, what was your favorite yep. scene? Uh, I also love that scene. Um, another scene that I loved was, I I guess this be, it's the second or third scene in the movie where we're in Trombino's. And um, the couples are introducing their wives. And she yes. is really struggling with that. You pointed it out to me, Ryan, and it quickly became my favorite oh, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where Maria really struggles with her rap. Yes. She's caught, it's sliding off her shoulder and she fixes it and slides again. She just can't get it right, but it doesn't stop her. And you know what? That's why she got the title card because right. she she's a pro. was going against all odds, mm-hmm. struggling with that costume mm-hmm. and nailed it. So that's she why she got it. her own title card. That's right. <laughs> favorite. I mean, there's a lot of favorite scenes I have in this movie. I, I'm going to have to give it a tie here. There's so many good scenes, but we didn't even discuss the scene. Harold, the gardener, Gets attacked by a slug. He pulls an Evil Dead 2 on his hands. Yeah. Yeah. His wife doesn't hear him initially because she's cleaning the banister 
listening alternately to big band and Hawaiian music <laughs> as she wipes down those banisters. While also smoking a cigarette. Yes. And then when <laughs> she hears him, the whole greenhouse explodes because there's a gas canister inside the greenhouse. Yeah. I mean, you always want to keep a, 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 an open can of kerosene. Next yeah. to a flame, always. Yeah, always. Uh, yeah. and so th- uh, that would have to be tied there with 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 the scene where yeah, where Mike good. is shirtless in his office putting the pieces <laughs> together. That is also that is pretty scene. good. That is but pretty good. but that scene where they yeah, and then they blow up the whole greenhouse. I mean, like the intricacies, like of like the, the MacGyvering they had to do backwards to be like, okay, we have a can of gasoline in a in a in a greenhouse, as you clearly must have. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then how do we get that to blow up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what other improbable things can we put in front for mm-hmm. that? Then a wire has to snap and there's already liquid that got uh-huh. dropped and that then slid over to the like it's just just an unbelievable amount of like you you could have you could have almost run the Benny Hill music during you, that yeah. scene. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Unbelievable scene. Unbelievable scene. I loved it. All right, let's jump into final questions. These are our final questions from Slugs. Um, Guys, is the only drawback to throwing away all of your old food in your basement the the proliferation of mutated slugs? Yeah, I think that's it. Is that it? Mm -hmm. That's it. Because I was like loving that move. Yeah. It's a real power move. We don't have a basement, but if I did, I'd be like... See old pizza box. I don't. I don't. That's that's basement garbage now. Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting in a basement right now, and what you can't see is there is a pile of, <laughs> of old food trash over here that I just I just like these these old Heineken Zero cans. Yeah, Heineken. add to the pile. <laughs> add it to the pile. <laughs> um, speaking of Ron Bell. What what do you think happened to his dog ultimately? Is it still tied to his porch by the end of the film? <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, I, I'd like I to think so. I don't think the sheriff is going to remove that. The happy-go-lucky deputy just didn't. He probably petted it on his head and walked definitely away. Definitely not. Yeah, at best, maybe somebody called animal animal control. You and would then... think the county health inspector might I make don't know. A, have his secretary make a call. Yeah. So do you think there's a cut where after the credits you just see the dog still sitting on the porch? <laughs> right. Like like, like yeah. the end of airplane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. You gotta watch through the credits. Yeah. And the dog just like woof. <laughs> Seriously, how did Mike talk his way onto the crime scene? You know the <laughs> the teens? Like the sheriff yeah. got mad with him there and it, like he got more resistance trying to get into Frank's Frank, the water department head's office. Yeah, but yeah. remember, he he at one point said, "I'm going to go back in and take another look." At Ron uh, Bell's and I think house. at that at Ron Bell's house, and I think yeah. that first of all, once you open up that Pandora's box, how yep. are you going to say yep. no now? Yeah, because you yeah. know Mike's just gonna he's going to have the argument of like, "Well, you let me go in at Mike Bell's place, so mm-hmm. why can't I go in now? I don't see yeah. what the difference is." And I think the sheriff is just like, I don't want to get into that pissing match right now. So I'm just going to now let him go to every crime scene. He's now a crime he, scene investigator. He was very mad about it. He was mad about it. And I was on his side. I was like, yeah, Mike, this is a crime scene. How do you walk in and just yeah. be like, hey, sheriff, 
got a question for you. Like, dude, this is an active crime scene. You can't just walk in here. Yeah. Same well, scene, I mean, but uh, but a different. When I question. walk into when I walk into crime scenes, I typically don't get any grief because <laughs> I you, you just got to come in with confidence, yeah, and and you got to act like you know what you're doing, and that's what I do. Yeah. I come in and I'm like, just own it, huh? Huh? I'm looking at this blood splatter and I'm thinking, I think I know what happened here, and people listen. People okay. listen to me, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're like, "How do you how do you do it?" Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, here's what I do. I go, hold on. And I take my shirt off. I light a cigarette. And I stare at it for a while. <laughs> Put the pieces together. Put the pieces together. together. <laughs> um, uh, same scene, but a different question. How would a tow truck remove a boot out of a person's asshole? <laughs> hey, let's leave that to the professionals. It seems like, it seems like overkill. It does yeah. seem like overkill. Yeah. <laughs> It you seems know. a little much. I feel like the tow yeah. truck guy would be like, "Really? You called yeah. me for this? Like you like used up? You used up one of your AAA toes? Yeah. for this? Yeah, yeah. Huh. You only okay. get a couple per year, so mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay, guys, look. I know a lot of these deaths were the work of the slugs, but hear me out, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could any of them have been the work of the goat killer? Mm. I mean, maybe one. Maybe one. Which one? The guy who falls into the water? Maybe <laughs> maybe when Pam fell in the sewer? Maybe yeah, maybe. Maybe it wasn't the slugs. Maybe it was the goat killer. It could have been. Yeah, it could have. I mean, I'm just saying. Or maybe or maybe it was the opening. It was the cold <laughs> open. Yeah, cold open. Goat killer, goat killer yep. was underwater with in scuba the diving equipment. In the waiting with a waiting. knife and just stab, 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 stab. Yep, yep, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. See, I you know it's not so mystery outrageous. solved. Um, the girl <laughs> that keeps bringing up the goat killer, by the way, is uh, her name is Girl Two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Girl Two. <laughs> all right. Um, is this all ultimately Don Palmer's fault? When he first goes into the sewer, something grabs his crowbar from him, mm-hmm. and he runs off, and he says nothing. Sure, yeah. later, his guilt leads him to uncover the toxic waste dump and, like, investigate all that. And then he's like, yes, let's go into the sewers and take care of this. But, like, so much time was lost. And yeah. so many people died in the interim. Yeah. Was this his fault? Uh, no. I mean, you could say that. But I think if you were to really walk through the timeline of this movie, you would have to blame the girl on the boat that got on a plane and just went back got to the house. Yep. Yep. Because she would have been the first to be like, Hey, this that's thing, the warning. That's yeah. the warning. There's a right thing there. here, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. she didn't. She yep. just that's left. True. She didn't. That's true. So, she, yep. She headed to another part of Spain. Yeah. <laughs> little Spain. She went to little Spain. <laughs> um, uh, so finally, and I think most importantly, does the shopping center get built or not? <laughs> uh, One, 100% it gets built. Okay, good. I mean, right good. now, they're looking to tear it down because <laughs> all the shops have closed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Yeah. at that time, at that it time, did get built. Hugely, yeah. Yes. Huge yes. part of the town. It became huge very part. big. Yeah. Huge, but yeah. I think probably, subsequently from them building it, probably, probably Country House Dairy Bar and restaurant closes. Oh yeah. That can yeah. make it because 
they start they put in like a Taco Bell or something like that. They got like a food everybody, court. There's an Orange Julius. Yeah, there's an exactly. Ann's Pretzels. They're I mean, going Panda Express. They're like, see yeah, ya. Don't yeah. wouldn't want to be a dairy bar. We're out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And they're like, right. literally, they would come in and order a milk. Like you were, yeah. they were give, they were all they were doing were taking up business. Yeah. But everyone's gone now, and now their business closed. All right. Um, let's get into some quick research. I always love to talk about where these movies fall into the release schedule history of New World. So Slugs comes a month after Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, wow. And a week after, a week after, The Telephone, starring Whoopi Goldberg. Hmm. Which I... I don't even remember. Uh, I barely Why have remember. we not watched this one? I know. I just, I saw that and I was like, wow, that's one of their movies? Huh. Wow, okay. And a couple weeks before the drama 68, starring Neil Young, and Apprentice to Murder, starring Donald Pleasance. Ooh, wow. 18 again would open in Whee! April, by the way. So, the, so just to fill you in on that. Um, this shows the sort of trouble the company is in. Uh, now, so hear me out. The September of the previous year, they released Hellraiser, which was followed by, or which followed, Creepshow 2 and House 2. But after Hellraiser, this is how they finished the year, right? Uh, in 87. Mm-hmm. They do. They have a, the drama Sister, Sister, starring Jennifer Jason Lee and Eric Stoltz. Huge bomb. The horror film Zombie Nightmare. Crime drama The Killing Time, starring Kiefer Sutherland. Yep, yep. Maybe they get a slight bump with Flowers in the Attic in November. Then they finish the year with the drama Heart, action thriller City of Shadows, and the Canadian romantic comedy Crazy Moon, also starring Kiefer Sutherland. A South African thriller Tenth of a Second, and the action film Operation Hit Squad. I have heard of two of those movies prior to doing the research but like that's that your plan once hellraiser hit uh, that to me shows me they were not expecting that yeah no no because what they had following it was just us again i think a lot we've said this before in previous episodes but i feel like a lot of their their release their the, the the releases they were doing at this point in time for New World, they were just throwing stuff up there. They yeah. did not have a real plan or a particular right, style right. that they were going for. They were just throwing stuff out there, grabbing yeah. stuff from different places and uh, throwing stuff out there and seeing if anything hit. And then Hellraiser hit. And at that point, they're already having trouble because they're doing, they're having all these movies, you know, mm-hmm. um, following the year, they're having slugs, uh, Hope comes a frog town, Whoopi Goldberg's The Telephone. They're just throwing stuff out there and hoping they get another hit again. Uh, was and, this of course, movie planning Hellraiser 2. I don't believe so. No, I don't believe it was a hit. No. Mm. Mm. Um, as we've mentioned, it was shot mostly in Lions, New York. And the uh, Blu-ray will will even give you a tour. It has a, has a girl yep. that worked on the movie, sort of an interpreter for the, uh, the director, and takes you through all the locations. Uh, Trombino's still there, though. Funny yes. enough, they, at least at the time that they did the recorded it. But I think if you even look it up, and Mar- as Mark did to find out the name of it, if you look it up on Google Maps, you can see the building of Trombino's. But if you do pan over to the side of the building, and you can even see this in the in the the Blu-ray extra, there's a sign that says "Restaurant for Sale." Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
Trump, their Trumpinos isn't doing so hot. Oh, man. Right. Um, Okay, so speaking of our Mark's favorite scene, the start of that scene in the restaurant with that death is a special cameo by Silvana Mangiano, who is the diner that they start in the restaurant. They start on her and then sort of pan over to their table. And she was a famous Italian actress and the wife of Dino De Laurentiis. Oh, uh, no and kidding. she played uh, Mother Romalo in David Lynch's Dune. And she just, uh, her daughter, Francesca De Laurentiis, is the producer in the movie. So she's just, you know, and they shot those interiors because those particular people, uh, David and Maureen, though they shot most of their stuff was all shot in, in, uh, in Madrid. Uh, in fact, that guy with who is David, who's got who's eaten away, uh, away by the slugs, he never went over to New York at all. So uh, I think they must have then brought at least some of the main actors from America to Spain to shoot some scenes. But most the uh, supporting cast didn't fly over to New York. So all the other stuff, with the exception of the guy who plays the the maybe the the science teacher, maybe I, I don't, because some of his stuff was shot outside. Most of the outside stuff is all shot in New York. So, um, so I read an article about this movie from a writer, Brian Collins, which I love uh, reading. He started uh, uh, a very famous or a, an infamous blog, particularly in horror circles called uh, horror movie a day. And he's written for a bunch of different outlets. I think this was uh, one off a of, uh, site that no longer exists called birth movies, death. Um, but he was talking about slugs as such an incredible adaptations of a book to the screen that it was one of the more faithful ones that has ever, now I have not read the book, but I did listen to um, the commentary that came on the Blu-ray that is a guy talking to the author of the book. And he does not think it is like the book. I have a feeling he is doing this because he is, Slightly unhappy that his one adaptation that he probably get asked about a lot is Slugs. And um, he's kind of wishing that it would have been something else, even though I think Slugs was a very popular book. He even wrote years later, he wrote a a sequel to it. So, I mean, this is something he, you know, was, I obviously feel bad about, but. Called called Marine's Tale. Yes. (laughs) That's what it's, what it should have been. Yeah. 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 He he didn't understand what kind of gold he had. (laughs) Yeah. But I think he just doesn't feel so great about the uh, the movie version. So I think he's a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so he because he talks about like, oh, there's no chemical waste or anything to mutate the slugs. He got this idea. He's actually asked to write a killer slugs book, which is how he started to do it. And he he did research and he discovered that there were three kinds of carnivorous slugs. So he was like, OK, so that's where he went with it. Mm-hmm. And in fact, he even said I, I found an article with him in 2014. Uh, from an interview with This Is Horror. And this is what he says about the adaptation. The film isn't great. I think we'd all agree on that. But it's not the worst film I've ever seen in my life, honest. There are far worse films with far bigger budgets, voices in the public every week. I remember seeing it at a film festival. The organizers got uh, had got a hold of a print, especially. And it was such a thrill seeing my name come up on the big screen. I think I almost forgave the com- the film company for fucking up the book. The thing is, every author knows that when they sell film rights, what turns up on screen is going to bear little or no resemblance to what they wrote. And you just have to accept that. Except for the other article that I read, which said it's one of the best adaptations of 
a book to the screen. So I feel like Sean just isn't maybe as happy that this movie is kind of a, a, a camp classic of a horror film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's why. But he shouldn't be because Slugs was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. I really, th- I was not anticipating this movie would be so fun. Same. It absolutely was a lot more fun than I thought. I've seen it a few times now, and I'm like, it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a yeah. good time. I agree. Yeah. I, I was, I went in with low expectations and was actually really surprised. Yeah. I, I liked, there. there's a, there's a few little moments of humor in it that are intentional. There's mm-hmm. some that are not. Sure. Uh, like, sure. like yeah. we covered the gore is, is pretty well done. Yeah. Um, you know, and you do kind of see how if there were a whole lot of these slugs, it could be a problem. Could be problematic. Yeah. Uh, I, I still have a hard time feeling the fear of slugs. Sure. No. But no. they could certainly be a nuisance. I'll say that much. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, like the premise is silly no matter what. I mean, it's a silly premise for sure. But like that said... Silly premise or not, it, it was a fun, fun watch. Bring it. Bring and it yeah, slugs. there's some funny stuff that they planned, a lot of funny stuff they didn't plan, and uh, I thought it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Check it out, folks. So that is it for us on Slugs. Check out Slugs if you haven't already. If you have not given us a five-star review, please do so wherever you can do so. Thank you so much or, for listening. Or even a, even a four-star. I mean, a, we'll take we, a we don't have, Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, four and a half. Split the difference. <laughs> um, you can write us at info at newworldpodcast.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Tell us what you thought of slugs. Tell us what you're watching. We'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening to the New World Pictures podcast. See you next time. <laughs>